0: Find Cody Willard on Scudify.com and on the Scudify apps. Find Cody Underground, the podcast, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Whoa, and on Scudify. Oh,
1: we get a clue, yo, do I blew your mind from you to Soho. Cody Willow, New Mexico, Lobo, Muddy Souls, get around like hobos, yeah, we be tearing it up. You gonna get it? How you giving it up? Why you giving it up? Live, live, living why you living it up? See, I thought I was rich till I got rich and found out how rich rich can get.
0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Cody Underground. I am Cody Willard, and today I've got a, a special guest with me—a good friend, old friend, old mentor, even of mine, John Authors from the Financial Times. Um, John is the Financial Times senior investment columnist. Um, but welcome, John.
2: Um, thanks for having me, Cody. Great to great to talk once more. Has, yes, hope life oh. is good in ruidos' New Mexico. <laughs> and uh, thank you. And you're in New York, right? I'm back in New York. I've I've shuttled across uh, the Atlantic between uh, New York and London um, fairly regularly for the last fifteen years or so. I, I I think I'm in I think I'm in New York for good now.
0: And um, so your column is called your weekly column uh, is called the Long View, and. To get started here, that is actually my first question. Why do you call your column the long view?
2: Okay, well, it goes out on a Saturday, which is traditionally when the uh, FT is read more by uh, private investors, by personal investors, reading the the FT for their own accounts. And there's an attempt at the weekend to actually stand back uh, and A, look forward, and B, look forward with a very long-term perspective. Uh, I think there's a there's a lot of ways in which uh, it's actually easier to predict ten years from now than it is to predict one year from now. The broader broader that's forces, a, the demographics work You know, demographics work them work their way through in ten years, but they're not going to tell you very much about what will happen in the next month or two. You know, economic imbalances of one kind or another, valuation, you know, misvaluations of one kind or another, will after ten years have corrected themselves. They can, of course get even more unbalanced and even more incorrect over a matter of weeks or months so that's the that's what that well that's a great for.
0: point but it actually also uh, leads me to a, a, a good first question and my yeah. a, a comment first is that you know I do as you know I, I call it revolution investing and I try to find companies that I think over five or more likely ten years are changing the world not just disrupting in, in an industry but creating new industries and that's why as you know i used to write about apple and google what was it eight ten years ago in the financial times when i uh, had my column with you guys um the the question though is I, how long can imbalances build up over time the you you mentioned that for weeks or months or quarters maybe even years they can right but We've also got imbalances perhaps built up into our own economy that with the trillions of dollars of deficits and um, the debt that we carry and all of the uh, the imbalances in the – even the United States and just the developed world economies have been going on perhaps for decades.
2: Yes. I mean I I would argue that the the, the government deficit is is something that has been steadily – correcting itself since uh, since the crisis i lord knows how many different arguments you could make about whether it should have been possible to do that uh, that quicker but you do still have uh, imbalances in terms of uh, in terms of corporate profits in terms of the amount of cash being uh, held on uh, company books the incentives to uh, to invest uh, for capital expenditure and so on you know the, these are these are deep seated imbalances that are taking a long time to correct themselves or are not correcting themselves. If you look at corporate profit margins it's uh, over history, they have had a strong tendency to revert to the mean. Uh, the last few years, it's uh, as though that uh, you know, some rule of physics or some pendulum has <laughs> been arrested. That, that, that they've uh, they've basically very profit margins have basically. St- yeah, it's as though the pendulum swung to the far right and then just stayed there for five years. Um, right. Uh, greatly embarrassing people like me who have been persistently arguing that 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 uh, profit margins will need to revert to the mean that they'll need to come down I, again. I do agree years, I'm, I'm that uh, that, that goes
0: back to this very topic because it's a it's a matter of time, right? I mean, I I do think maybe in ten, twenty, thirty years there will be that correction. But I, I just think with the governmental policies of our the developed the developed world's governments are very much uh pro corporate um yeah. and i think those policies central bank policies et etc all favor uh continued uh gross margin expansion and profit uh you know taking out share taking out of the economy uh in the economy depending on your viewpoint um From corporations, but let me get. I want to get into the news that hmm. the the, the, that you and I, uh, you and I know we want to talk about too, and that is part of this too, uh, the imbalances and central Hmm. banks. And so yesterday there was this huge dislocation in the currency markets with the dollar, the euro, um, Swiss franc, all having. Twelve, fifteen, twenty 15 20% moves intraday yesterday. Yes. Tell us what happened with the Swiss National Bank yesterday. Can you sort of walk us through some of the mechanics of it?
2: Right. Basically what's happened is the Swiss National Bank um obviously Switzerland has this uh, long history as a, as a safe haven. It's it's you know it's, it's a small country in the middle of the uh, uh, surrounded by the eurozone but it it punches much more than its weight because of the the traditional Great. Stream. Can I just make a
0: note there the for some yeah. perspective, and that is, I looked up yesterday the entire Swiss national uh, Swiss GDP is about 650 billion, which is just about Apple's market cap. Just for yeah, some thanks. perspective, not that that's that necessarily is. relevant or meaningful. It, but continue, it, please.
2: Well, it, it, the the point is that the, the Swiss National Bank is is stick than the Swiss economy. You're quite, you're quite right. It is quite remarkable that, that a country this small can have this kind of an effect, but uh, off the top of my head, I haven't checked the number. Swiss bank, bank uh, assets are something like five times GDP. Um, American bank assets are slightly less than GDP. Um, so it's at that level that you can begin to see why the, the Swiss, Swiss, uh, uh, Swiss national bank is as important a player as it was. What you saw back in 2011 um, was uh, a huge move towards safe havens. Uh, you could call this currency war if you liked uh, and the this, this Switzerland as a relatively stable economy with a central bank that people largely trusted became the recipient of huge safe haven flows. Uh, people didn't want to take the risk on the, the euro. They, plainly back in uh, 2011 there was a uh, very great existential risk over the you know, over the, the future of the euro as a currency at all. So you had a perverse strengthening in the franc. Now, Switzerland is one of the world's most open economies. I think 70% of GDP comes from exports, and that's not just the banks. It's companies like Nestle or their pharmaceuticals companies. They're, they, they are a serious trading, exporting um, capitalist economy, very, very open, uh, and that kind of extreme um, uh, appreciation of the currency was something they couldn't stomach. So in 2011, they decided they were going to limit um, the extent to which the uh, franc could appreciate against the euro to uh, to uh, the level of 1.2, 1. 1.2 1. 2 francs to the euro. Now, they have maintained that ever since, been widely trusted in doing so, Um and there have been persistent claims during that period that the uh, the SNB's move is more important than it appears. That uh, one of the other riddles of the entire eurozone crisis was that uh, uh, even though capital markets, um, you know, if you looked at different countries' bond bond prices, implied imminent risk of default and capitulation for the whole eurozone, the euro itself never got that weak. Um, the argument was that this was caused by the uh, the Swiss National Bank we now reach the point where the cb and and
0: caused by and when you say caused by you're saying the Swiss National Bank is out there literally using swiss francs to buy euros in an so open false. market in order to prop up the euro yeah. versus their own currency and that Correct. buying power on the euro Translates at least somewhat into propping it up versus other currencies because it's yes. a it is a constant um, flow of purchasing and taking off of euros from the open market and putting them in the Swiss National Bank vault.
2: Correct, and 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 the Swiss National Bank is because it was buying at such an enormous rate, then got into. Very controversial, very interesting moves. They they started diversifying into equities and uh, all kinds of very interesting moves to to uh, to diversify. Their of pool, which, gives them so big.
0: Which, by the way, gives them yet another incentive to prop up corporate profits yeah. through their policies yeah. because no, they no, actually you, own equities that benefit directly from corporate profits. Yes. So, and if you go yeah, back, th- you've and, given uh, us some great yeah. context there, John. The, 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 yesterday, the announcement was that. They're not doing this anymore.
2: Yes. Now. And
0: why? What's what was the what is the motivation? Why now?
2: Well, my one s- strong suspicion is that it's because everybody assumes that the ECB is now ready to start expanding its own balance sheet. Euro the eurozone appears to be lapsing into outright deflation. Uh, the ECB is the uh, obviously the modern day successor of the. Uh, of the Bundesbank uh, has dislike of inflation deep within its genes, which is why it's allowed um, deflation to to occur, why it's tried to be uh, much less aggressive in in terms of loose monetary policy than other central banks. Now reach the point where uh, it it will be a very major surprise next week if we don't get something in the form of uh, of, uh, QE, of of buying government bonds by the ECB. I got to ask
0: there. I, yeah. the, the, the deflation. I, mm. I, I mean, that's a a term that I battle against because I don't see it anywhere. I see asset inflation. I see inflation in meat and at the grocery store, at the supply store, at the hardware store. I don't see deflation except maybe in technology, and even there, it's not like the iPhones are getting any cheaper. So well, I- I, I Where think is I that know. deflation? Do the people on the streets, the masses, the workers, the unemployed, the retirees in Europe, do they see quote unquote deflation in their well, lives?
2: Bet, well, one big thing you did miss out there was was, was uh, gasoline. Um, they probably do see deflation in their in their uh, in the gas prices when they fill up their tanks. Okay, because,
0: but that might be 20, 40 bucks a month very... versus even just care costs. In the last few years,
2: in, ter- in terms of in in Europe, I think you probably would find that, you know, in cer- in certain countries, yes, there is a sense of, uh, you know, that there is the extent of the slowdown and the extent of the pain for some of the worst affected European countries is such that I think you you do find um, that there there is that there is a, a sense of. Um, Everyday reality that you have deflation. I think that comes to the more interesting question of whether deflation really is so bad. Um, right, it's, and then that's exactly
0: is, my next question. Yeah, is, I mean,
2: the, then for the
0: same person, isn't deflation a positive because their purchasing power is going up?
2: It means they don't doesn't matter if they don't get a raise. They still their buying power has still gone up. Exactly. There is, I mean that is a very that is a, a very interesting argument. If you look recently at the case of certainly deflation tends to be a symptom of when things are horribly wrong with the economy. As a symptom, it's unusual to have deflation unless something is badly wrong. You know, look at nineteen thirties USA for for an obvious example. Um the I I've seen arguments caused, against
0: that though, where technology driven say uh, the, the industrial revolution caused deflation because it made everything cheaper: to, uh, steel, buildings, materials. Everything dropped in price because volumes spiked. Mm.
2: I mean, if you want, to well, if you want the other fascinating example is Japan, um, which has been in in and out of deflation, but in generally deflationary uh, environment for getting on for a quarter of a century now. Now you could certainly say um that the phenomenon of deflation means if you think that prices are going to go lower then you're more likely to defer purchases now and you get into a a vicious circle of lower economic activity you can that is uh it's like everything in economics It's very difficult to do a controlled experiment that is the argument that once you get into deflation it, it, it it permanently inhibits economic activity that said um, Japan is not like 1930s the US. There are demographic reasons why its economy would be getting smaller because the country is getting older. Uh, and even if the, even if growth has uh, has gone away, we're not talking about a disastrous situation in um, in Japan. I mean, at this point, they are now very aggressively attempting to get out of deflation. But I I do think as as we're getting closer to uh, to um, deflation showing up on the dial, a, a long period when um, like Ben Bernanke is obviously passionately, whatever, whatever you think of uh, of him as a person, it's obvious that he strongly, as a, as an academic economist, believes that deflation is a bad thing, that it will inhibit activity in its own right, that it's not merely a symptom of a problem, that it can cause a problem. And, and he is, you know, the, the Fed has Plainly acted on the belief that deflation, in its own right, is a is a bad thing and something.
0: Yeah, explicitly, explosive. even. I mean, uh, yeah. that's one of the few things I actually believe when they say it. Um, oh no, no, he he. <laughs> no,
2: the, 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 John, there's, there's other conversations you can have, but that's plainly something that's, uh, that that he genuinely believes. Right, and right. Genuinely so, trying to act on. I think so now John, that we're yeah, getting go closer back to, to this. the actual yeah.
0: question here, and, and and that well, even in part of the, all of this question is. What are the ramifications? Are there about, are there oh. nations out there swimming naked now that are about to go bankrupt? Yeah. Are there banks that are exposed? Are the financials in big trouble? The too big well, to fail banks well, got MF Global out there somewhere.
2: Oh well, as we as we as we're talking, there are quite a number of um, medium-sized brokers that, are, that appear to have gone out of business just over overnight. This is. Removing the removing the, the 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 cap or the ceiling or whatever you want to call it was absolutely not what anybody expected. The SNB had been saying as recently as last week that it was that the the the, the ceiling was was there to stay. Um, and so you know the headlines t- today are that, that we've seen brokers in London and Hong Kong actively you know go bust, describe themselves as insolvent within 24 hours. Um, there's there's stress for for, for Brokerages here in the in New York. I mean, we're talking about companies with a market value of you know around a billion. So certainly not huge, systemically important uh, in entities, but also certainly not nothing. These these are these are real real companies with. with but uh, how sure? How you know, sure? The,
0: there's not a London Whale out there that's been carrying the Swiss. Bonk, well, I'll, carry I'll, trade, I'll, I'll, and I'm not going to explain to everybody what that type of stuff trade. is per se, but playing currency games and got caught with huge exposure, levered 50 to 1 for all we know, and there's a major bank out there. I'm, a- I'm not saying that. I'm asking, how do we know that's not out we,
2: there? We do not know that, and many people fear that there probably is one somewhere out there. Um, in terms of, do I at this moment know who, he, who it is? <laughs> No, uh, we're not breaking uh, I, that today. Organi- <laughs> am I part of rather a large news organization, which is devoting a lot of time to trying to find out if somebody out there has got that badly hurt? You, yeah, yes, plainly I am, and right. um, and uh, logically that you the uh, when you saw the kind of currency moves that you saw um, double thing yesterday, percentage moves in a in a, in a matter of minutes, just don't happen between developed market currencies uh, as a rule. Um, the, the risk that somebody somewhere has suffered a sudden dislocation and that this will uh, have uh, further ripple effects or more than ripple effects, tsunami effects, you know, that that risk is certainly out there. I think more broadly, it, it, if you um, – I mean, the longer-term effect of – the SMB doing what they're doing. They, uh, one assumes that the, the, the reason they've done this is the, 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 uh, they see, uh, see that they, they've been itself and have decided it's now just going to be too expensive, too difficult for them to even attempt to, to maintain the floor. So they'll, they'll give up for now. Um, one positive is that the, uh, the Eurozone, uh, the Euro naturally needs to weaken. It's, it's a weak economy at the moment. It needs some stimulus from somewhere. It's about time um It's about time its currency weakened it did weaken um very dramatically on a trade-weighted basis
0: so john Uh, that 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 could
2: yet be a help providing we don't get this is this is one distortion that has been removed and providing we don't it doesn't uh, create a london whale ltcm type situation somewhere which is a very mf global yes providing that doesn't happen um, ultimately it's one distortion that has been left, which has allowed the market to move towards more of a, a clearing price. I mean, ultimately the margin is not that great for the, the states because the dollar continues to get stronger and that diminishes American competitiveness when really, one of the stories of the last few years is the, uh, the great resurgence of American competitiveness. But again, that And I
0: guess we should tell everybody, by well, the way, yeah. we should just mention the London Well was a J.P. Morgan trader in London was it currencies or was it treasuries? What was the securities he was trading on levered basis? The bonds. point being, bonds, and he lost what was it, five or six billion dollars of company shareholder money, and then the, MF Global the, was a. a the big,
2: MF Global was sort of run by John Corzine, uh, former former CEO of Goldman Sachs and a senator and a governor, and um, basically they bet the ranch on. Um, in the early years of the eurozone crisis on um on the eurozone crisis being quickly resolved they 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 uh they they bet on the spreads between the peripheral bonds and the um um core bonds narrowing uh and because they were doing the, it But
0: the long that, story it, short is that
2: all
0: uh, lo, and long-term capital LLTC is long-term capital management and that all of these were cases that were um systemic enough in threat that the markets really had a major pullback and the the central banks stepped in. But your last point leads me to what my final question is here for you, John. You Mm -hmm. mentioned that Mm -hmm. the euro might have naturally needed to pull back and natural kind of the comment there. My final question is this. Why do we even have, why should we even have central banks and centrally controlled currencies at all? Doesn't Currency manipulation always causes dislocation and pain in the long view.
2: <laughs> Very interesting question, uh, and I actually spent four years in in um, Mexico, where uh, certainly your average Mexican um, would uh, would certainly agree with the statement you just made. Um, I think the more we move towards towards uh, floating exchange rate rates the healthier the situation gets uh you need however um i, I my, my broader fear my broader problem is that the incentives towards leveraged trading towards uh, you know towards you know, short term incentives whereby you, you you get your bonus for for one year's performance rather than for a long term performance has led to uh, the growth in Carry trades to uh, to people betting on particular currencies until they went beyond the level that they that they should. Um, I think therefore, while this remains the case, you certainly uh, and, and while it remains impractical to return to the gold standard, which uh, at this moment it it is, it would cause very great difficulty to move from here to there without without great pain. Um, the need for central banks to be there doing something uh, is very high. I think perhaps the important point, which often doesn't get uh, mentioned or stressed enough, is that uh, that role should be more the prudential role of limiting leverage, limiting excessive trades, making sure that people stay honest, being an aggressive policeman rather than trying to to set rates, rather than making... um, Foreign exchange, part of uh, an aggressive, uh, active monetary policy. Um, so I I, 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 do hear where you're coming from, and the more well, one, I was
0: just going to say, the from, more one your ears, from your lips to God's ears. I mean, that was well phrased. I think you, you were very fair um, in answering that, Uh but I, I don't in, in we'll both. I, I, I think
2: that's realistic, basically. But I do thoroughly understand. But but the. I, the the more you follow it, the more the idea that, that 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 they have a that one part of their role should be taken much more seriously, and the other should be taken very much less seriously, and more as a, purely a, an emergency.
0: I, I'm with and you, one hundred percent.
2: Makes a lot of sense.
0: It, it really does. John, authors, Financial Times. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was absolutely fascinating. It couldn't have been more timely. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, <laughs> you can't really avoid the. the Foreign foreign exchange markets have a habit of producing uh, reasons to talk about them, don't they? There, there'll be another, <laughs> I'm sure there'll be another 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 full rise or something to to talk about next week. But yeah, thank awesome.
0: You and um, I'm going to plug Scudify right now. Uh, I've, been, uh, I, I've been trading with Cody, by the way, and I want to ask you: Is there anything you want to plug? Your column, your videos. <laughs> what would you like to plug?
2: <laughs> keep keep watching the videos. That would be great. Authors' notes comes. Out. Authors' notes on <laughs>
0: ft.com FT. Yeah. Awesome. And th- is it on the app, by the way, the FT app? Can I get it on there?
2: Uh, you should be able to get. It.
0: All right, I'll find- I'll check that out. Um, and everybody, check out scudify. dot the Scudify app. Check out tradingwithcody.com dot com. And John, authors, thanks so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure as always and insightful as
1: always. And keep on giving while I'm living it up. Myself, I'ma take from the poor and give to the rich, and double high deep. I dig every ditch and then be good in the game, like Joplin, until I'm violated or quit. And I'll be living it up and keep on living while you're giving it up. About the way he living Take a hit, make a hit Keep a tunnel vision Sign a deal with the feds Go to music prison Who believe you a prophet When you enjoy your music Sales, advertisements, prophets? Well, who knew, boo we get a clue Yo, do I blew your mind From Q-U to Soho Cody Willow New Mexico Lobo, muddy souls Get around like hobos Yeah, we be tearing it up You gon' get it ho-